Hello again and welcome in to a late Thursday edition of the Lion's Edge NFL episode for week six. I am your host, Chase Kitty, hosting the podcast on behalf of the BetMGM blog team. Uh, It is late, late, late Wednesday night here as I am recording this. We're actually past midnight and into Thursday. Uh, Just a lot of media for me tonight. Lots of stepping into lots of other podcasts, uh, giving takes on college football and NFL. Just one of those scheduling things where I got hit up for a lot of shows this week. So recording late, usually uh, that sucks for me because I go to bed so late and I'm tired all Thursday. But it's great for you guys because I get super fresh numbers and uh, updated stats from our internal marketing teams. Uh, so kind of a late night for me, and I'm going to sleep hard tonight, but I think uh, maybe a good market rundown for you guys here over the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, we begin, as we always do, Thursday night football. Broncos at Chiefs this week. Uh, Kansas City's a 10.5-point favorite tonight. Line hasn't really moved all week. It's been pretty much frozen at 10.5. Uh, a lot of people are reluctant to take both sides here. Most of the action is actually on the total, which is being driven down pretty aggressively because of the weather. I've got this stat from my coworker and good buddy John Ewing, who's a great follow on Twitter. If you don't follow him already, you should think about it. Uh, since 2003, in NFL games with an average wind speed of at least 10 miles per hour or more, the under has hit 56% of the time. Thursday night in Kansas City, we're expecting 15 to 20 mile an hour winds, and the total has moved from 51.5 to 47 because of that. So, 4.5 points of line movement, absolutely no joke. The Sharps caught onto the weather trend here, and they are slamming this under. So, we're down 4.5 points from a few days ago. I'm going to go ahead and play it here, even after the line movement at 47, because I think there's a decent chance neither team can throw the ball effectively. And I'm just not interested in the side. Spread market, Kansas City is on a long winning streak over Denver. If they win on Thursday, it'll be 16 straight against the Broncos. But four of the last five games have been six points or less. I don't personally think this game's going to be close, but, you know, divisional game, a history of close games, especially uh, even lately where the spreads have been large because of the Mahomes and the Chiefs factor, the Denver's still covering these numbers. They're still playing one possession games. So I am going to go ahead and stay away from the spread and just play the total, even though I do think this, this is like a 27-6 to kind of game where I think both teams struggle to find the end zone because of the weather, and they're, they're both forced to be one-dimensional and run the ball. I'd lay it if I was forced to pick a side for whatever that's worth, but I'd rather just relax and, and enjoy the total. Other game tonight that I am, of course, interested in is West Virginia versus Houston in college football. Dana Holgerson's Cougars might be the worst team in the Big 12, but he's also got a revenge spot against his former employer, and he's coming off of a bye. And that is interesting, if nothing else, Uh, but I don't know how actionable it actually is. You know, West Virginia's got the best offensive line in the Big 12. Houston can't stop the run. That might be the matchup right there, just West Virginia running it down their throats all night. West Virginia is starting to get a little overvalued with the 4-1 record. They're even catching a growing number of votes in the AP poll that they absolutely should not be getting. Love the Mountaineers, but, I mean, have you watched this team? It's not a top 25 team. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, 
Houston's not going to be the team that gets them. Somebody's going to get them. There's going to be a prime fading spot uh, here for West Virginia. There will be an ATS reckoning. I just don't think it's going to be against Houston tonight. So at two and a half, the Mountaineers are a pretty obvious bet. I'll be on it. Uh, and, and I'm really looking forward to the game and seeing how they come out of the bye. Other NFL games to consider this weekend. Frankly, I don't like a ton, and what I do like feels a little squarish, but I'll walk you through it. Let me start here. I don't know what the argument is that the Carolina offense can keep up with the Miami offense. It, it seems actually impossible. <laughs> I have, you know, I've advocated for laying the big numbers and giant professional mismatches this season. So far, it's actually been a pretty good strategy. I, I know, you know, you talk to a certain kind of old school better and you tell them you're going to lay 13 or some points and they kind of roll their eyes and laugh at you and, you know, call you a, you know, public better. And I'm sure in a lot of cases that's, that's true, but I feel like as we get more and more into the modern way of football, where you have these top five offenses and what they can do going against bottom five offenses that are stale that have underperforming, overpaid quarterbacks. The difference between those bookends has never been starker. And so I wonder, statistically speaking, if the tails in the market, the tails in that bell curve, are accurately being represented by a number like this. Because I would argue this should be like 17, not 13. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Betting the big numbers and big mismatches in the NFL has actually worked out pretty well so far. Uh, I'm I, I got a Miami ten and a half really early this week. I grabbed a Miami fourteen around Monday afternoon to add to my position. It's currently thirteen and a half at BetMGM. I would still get involved there even if it feels square. I just don't know how Carolina's offense stays anywhere close to what we've seen from Miami. I feel a little less confident in Buffalo minus the 14 against the Giants, but let's put it this way. I'd rather be on the Bills than the Giants in this game. I know, again, this is not what classical sharps are going to argue. They're going to say, well, you know, the value is with the 13 and the team that's the, you know, the publicly hated because you're already betting an inflated number to begin with, and then it's going to get more inflated by the market movement. Like I, we all understand all this stuff, right? I, I kind of don't care. I kind of think the Buffalo is a lot better than the Giants, and they just lost a game. They probably feel kind of stupid for losing to the Jaguars. Yes, they have to come home from London. Yes, they are probably, you're you're probably paying a tax of some kind to get Buffalo here. Especially, it's not only that you're betting on a good team like Buffalo, you're also betting against a bad team like the Giants. So there's some add-on effect there. I still... I still rather have Buffalo. I understand all of those things intellectually. I'd still rather have the Bills. I got them at minus 13. You can go get them at minus 14 if you like. Another thought here in the NFC, Minnesota might be getting close to full tank mode. Justin Jefferson's going on the IR. Kirk Cousins is nearing the end of his deal. Minnesota's 1-4. It already feels borderline impossible for them to catch Detroit, given how good Detroit is, how good Ben Johnson's play calling is, versus how mediocre the Vikings are as a roster and how bad they've been in high-leverage situations. 
they're one and four with a historic quarterback class on the horizon. Isn't it in their interest to sell on this season long term? I, I think we're going to start to see teams make moves earlier than usual this year because of the stakes of such a historic expected quarterback class. Uh, so we'll see by the trade deadline and maybe even you know several, several days or weeks before then uh, who wants to be a seller and who wants to be a buyer. I would lean Chicago plus 2.5 here alongside the outright plus 120 at BetMGM. It's not just the extra time that Chicago has to get ready for this. It, it feels like maybe they found something. And I still am skeptical that the Justin Fields stuff and what they have found is going to work consistently and effectively against good teams. But the good news here is that Minnesota is not a good team. So Chicago money line, Chicago plus two and a half. Maybe even think about buying the three if you think it's going to be ugly and low scoring. Colts are plus four in Jacksonville, and it'll be Gardner Minshew going again for Indy. Uh, as Anthony Richardson is expected to miss about two months here for the Colts. Does that mean it's Minshew revenge time against his old team? Maybe. But Indy hasn't won in Jacksonville since Vine was the most popular social media app on college campuses, which means it's kind of hard for me to consider anything but the Jags in this spot. On the other hand, the Jags are now in a massive hangover spot after spending the last two weeks playing in London. So I don't know. Maybe this is a shit show and we should just ignore the whole game. Eileen Jacksonville. Last one to consider here for me, 49ers at Browns. This number really jumped off the page even early in the week. It's moved a whole lot, and it's now a much better number for the side that I like. I like the idea of getting a full touchdown with the Browns. I was kind of willing to flirt with them back when it was three or three and a half at the beginning of the week. Now it's a full seven. Cleveland's off a bye. Stefanski had some time to scheme. And San Francisco played late Sunday and will now be on the road early over here in Cleveland against that defense. And all they've heard all week is how great they are after rocking the thought-to-be contender Cowboys. San Francisco never loses. That's the problem. They never lose, and they cover basically every number. So it's kind of hard to bet against a team in that situation that literally hasn't lost a regular season game in like a year. But I do lean Browns plus the seven for whatever that's worth. That's it. That's all I got. It's late, and I don't have a lot of notes, and I don't like a lot of games, so I'm not going to drag this out. I'll leave you with that. Those are the games I like. Uh, check. You know, Stay tuned to the BetMGM blog. Maybe I'll have some extra content late in the week talking up a couple other NFL games or you know, Action Network, uh, Twitter, Lion's Edge on Instagram, like all, all these places that I normally put out content. Keep your eyes glued there, and I'll add anything late that I like. But right now, I think I'm just going to sit on two or three of these semi-square NFL bets, a couple of totals, a couple of sides, and that's probably going to be it for me in week six. We've already done college football, so go check that episode out from Wednesday if you haven't already listened to it. Other than that, good luck with your bets, whether they are tonight or coming this weekend. Hope everybody makes a little bit of profit this weekend. Good luck with all that. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, take it easy.